You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike. For more information, check out circleofhope.net. We're celebrating the 12th day of Christmas. We still have all of our decorations up from Christmas. It's not over yet until tomorrow. Tomorrow we can take it all down. I'm taking my Christmas lights down tonight after the Sunday meeting because it's time. But it's not quite time yet. This kind of preservation of joy for just a little bit longer. I, I feel like it's a bit of a, it feels a bit countercultural to me to try to celebrate this old thing. Uh, the 12 days of Christmas, I, I'm trying to make a thing out of it because we made a thing out of Advent. We had this kind of opposite drive during Advent. Hold it back. Wait. Watch. Whereas most of the world is moving Christmas up you know, sell us stuff, get into the happy, jolly mood. Some churches still have Advent as a fast, and they don't even say Alleluia until Christmas Eve, until midnight on Christmas Eve. They have this drama, and we get into that drama a little bit. We have our drama here. Oh, and I need to light those candles. We still have to remember all of our people. And hopefully we'll get our ca- all of our candles to to burn all the way out, which seems appropriate to me as the the season ends. During Advent, we remembered the wise, uh, those older wise men, prophets, John the Baptist, Mary, and the shepherds, and today, the Magi. That word Magi is a direct non-translation of a Greek word. Because when we say wise men or we say king, we don't quite get at it. There there is a particular class of people in in the ancient Near East, more like a mage from Dungeons and Dragons than than like just an old person who isn't foolish or like a rich king who rules things. They're, They're discoverers and keepers of lore and they pay attention to the stars and maybe they have magic powers they're mysterious that that's the point of epiphany is that these mysterious people were there matthew finds this out and he has to include it he's like the whole world knew about jesus happening and people were missing it and yet these men from all the way across the desert saw this star, and they came to worship Jesus. It's this kind of inauguration of Jesus, this secret inauguration of Jesus as the king of the whole world, not just of the Jews, as Herod was scared of him, because Herod's trying to be king of the Jews, but he he got it through violence and power. Jesus is born into this in a spiritual, mysterious way, an anointed way, a chosen way, but he's also king over it all. The whole world and these representatives of the whole world show up at his place of birth it's likely that they mary and joseph stayed in bethlehem for a certain amount of time after the baby was born you know maybe up to two years they just stayed with joseph's relatives because they were in his hometown this was the kind of transient lifestyle that people had they didn't need to hightail it back to nine to their nine to five job because, you know, they only had so much vacation time. They were getting pushed around by the empire, and they were internally displaced people. 
that's kind of more like what had happened. And, and I say maybe two years because right after the story, which we didn't read the, the rest of Matthew 2, Herod, in his power, kills all of the babies in Bethlehem who are younger than two years old. Just to be safe. We don't know. Just to cover all the bases for when, because that's when he asks them in our story, tell me exactly when the star appeared, because the star appeared when Jesus was born, or so it goes. That's when they noticed it. So that's where Herod gets his math and kills everyone under two years. So it might have been two years. It might have taken a year for them to get across the desert. That's the kind of distances and the, the technology that they were working with. So it's this amazing feat for this to happen. And they didn't get teleported. They were real people. They showed up. And just to give you the resolution of that story there in the rest of Matthew 2, in case you don't know it, Jesus gets away. <laughs> Matthew records that Joseph received in a dream that he needed to flee to Egypt. And they went to Egypt to be safe from Herod's decree. So what the Magi bring us is this paying attention. They see this star. And in 2018, I hope that you were paying attention to some degree. And this is an opportunity to pay a little bit more attention. It's still fresh in your mind. What changed in 2018? Something changed. And it doesn't all have to be good. I want to give you an opportunity to reflect on that for a little bit. But before I do, I want to say a bit more about this, the value of this paying attention. We're doing a practice that I hope is part of your life, or I hope to inspire it to be part of your life, because for many of us, it isn't. For many people in the world, it is not. To, to take stock, to remember, to tell the story, to, to really know what happened. In my cell, we, we check every week, where was God this week? We're just checking. Not, every, not, not everyone has a story every week, but we always have to check because we want to be able to tell the story of our life. We have to remember. Sometimes I have to pull out my phone and my Google calendar and see what even happened. Sometimes I measure my life by which emails I sent. What happened this week? What's my outbox in my e like? That's the kind of, like I need this like technology brain to even remind me. What did I do? What was my life about? <laughs> you know, and in in the culture that we live, it's not common to 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 spend enough time uh, reflecting. So we want to reflect. So I'm going to pass out these cards. You might be a writer. You might like you might need to like have a pen in your hand to jot some things down. You don't have to write anything on this, except it's good news. Something changed. Even if the thing that changed wasn't good news, it is good news that things change. You're not all, it's not always going to be the same. Whatever you're stuck in will not be forever. So let's think about what changed. Make the question real by writing down the question on your card so that you can take it home and ask yourself it again because I'm not going to give you enough time to get super far right now but we do need but I want to take the pause together as a communal opportunity to to reflect and then you'll get a chance to to share some what changed that doesn't all have to be good but something changed and it doesn't all have to be profound either you know and I started um um, seventh grade. 
That could be it. All right. Did you get one? But maybe some of you want to share. Some of you are sharers. Not everyone's a sharer in a big group like this. But what what changed? Something changed. A couple ones that came up for me were simple, like Oliver learned to tie his shoes. Seems like a very simple but probably symbolic. Oliver's my eight-year-old. He had cleats for soccer. He had to learn to tie his shoes. Um, it's like the kid has agency. He's going to be a teenager tomorrow. feels that way. Um, or we had to buy two new cars. There's less money in the budget. Our cars died at the same time. That sucked. Um, the leadership of Circle Hope changed, and that impacted me significantly. Uh, Julie became a full-time pastor and joined the pastor's team right in January. And Joshua left the pastor's team. He resigned in October. Those are big changes in my life and, and in the life of our community, too. What else changed? Anybody want to share some? Well, I'm sure there's more, but let's, let's switch now to 2019. What do you want? What do you really want? I was listening to a podcast, and that was what they were asking the people. I love podcasts. Do you want a recommendation? Terrible. Thanks for asking. Very cathartic. Very sad. Um, love that show. And they were asking this question to their listeners, and they were calling in. And one of the women said on her message that she was leaving, wow, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. What do you want? So it's a powerful question. And the Magi demonstrate some intense desire. They paid attention. They knew when this star was going was new. You know, they knew enough about the stars. Among all those stars up there, they knew which one they wanted because they wanted that one. So what do you want? What do you really want in 2019? You might have to defy the powers to get it. You might have to break the patterns the expectations, the normal that you have been conditioned by. I think that God-level revelation is almost always a surprise. It's an anomaly. It's special. And to go with something new, we have to be different. And there will be resistance from outside and from within. To go the long way around the sea is hard. So what do you really want? You might even be able to consider what the barriers you're going to encounter are going to be. You might have one thing. I want this. And you might already know several things, and writing them down could be powerful. You don't have to solve all the barriers right now. We're just identifying our prayers. God's going to have to do something. This is what I want, God. This is why I think it might be hard to get there. Another time to reflect. What do you really want in 2019? Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.